For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love Amen. Open your Bibles up with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and we're going to start in verse number 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 9. But before we start there, I want to read verse number 8 so that we get a good grasp on the context of the verse that we're going to be reading. The Bible says in verse number 8, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Now here's our verse, verse number 9. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. You know, if you're a Christian and you're living for the Lord, whether or not you're a preacher or you're a great witness or you talk to a lot of people or you just have a big mouth for the Lord, you don't have to have any of those things. But when you put Christ first in your life, the devil can see that. See, the demonic forces can see who is a child of God. That's why you can meet people and they automatically just hate your guts, even though they don't really know you, because the demonic world, they know you. They know who you are. They know you're a child of God. They know who you belong to. They know you have a piece of the Holy Spirit living and residing within you. And so here Paul says, I'm persecuted, but I'm not forsaken. I've got all kind of people attacking me. I've got all kind of bad things happen. I got all kinds of things coming at me, but I know that I'm not forsaken. God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. God says, once you're a child of his, he will not leave you. He said, no man can pluck them out of my father's hand. You belong to me no matter what happens. And I can tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, no matter who does what to you in your life, it will not stop the plan that God has for your life. I'm going to say that again. No matter who or what does something to you, it will not and it cannot stop the plan that God has on your life. As a matter of fact, God will use that to develop you and your Christian character and mature you in your Christian growth so that he can take you to the places that he wants you to be so that he can use you in the facet that he desires to use you, just like he did in Joseph's life. Amen? He was sold into slavery, cast into prison, lied upon. All these bad things happened, and all the while, see, he was persecuted, but he was not forsaken. God didn't forget him. As a matter of fact, God was using those circumstances to get him ready for what God wanted him to do and where God wanted him to be. And so the Apostle Paul says, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed, 
Paul, if you read what all happened to Paul, how many times he was shipwrecked and beaten and, and given lashes, 39 save one and left for dead and stoned and just imprisoned and all kinds of things. But yet he didn't die. God still had work for him to do. And if God keeps you alive, God's got something for you to do. Those trials are meant to develop you. When you know when construction's going on, there's a, it's a mess. And sometimes it can be nasty and filthy and get downright raunchy and dirty. Lots of noise and racket and craziness going on. And that can happen in your life too when God's got construction going on in your life and your heart. Dust everywhere, piled up, but there's a finished product God can see in you. And the only person that can stop that from happening is you. The only person that God can, the only person that can stop the plan that God has on your life is you. You are the only one that can put a stop to it because God gives you something that's so sacred, He Himself will not touch it, and that is free will. Just like in the garden, Adam and Eve, they only had one rule. They only had one rule. And they couldn't follow it. So if you hear somebody say, well, there's just too many rules and I can't follow. Well, that's a bunch of junk because Adam and Eve only had one rule. They shall not eat of the fruit. And what they do? They broke the rule. They had free will. They had a choice. And God allowed them to do that because God, you're not a robot. And without a choice, there's no true love. God gives you a choice. He wants you to choose him. He's not going to touch your free will. He may influence you and draw you and want you to do those things, but ultimately it is your choice. And I tell you what, the devil's going to do everything he can to stop you, deter you, to slow you down, to hurt you, to downtrodden you, to persecute you. Just like the Bible says, cast down, but not destroyed. Listen to me. The devil cannot destroy you. You see, when God allows or has a trial come in your life, God has a limit on that. When Satan went to the Lord and God offered up his servant Job, hast thou considered my servant Job, for he is a, a, an upright, righteous, perfect man, is what the Lord had to say about him. And Satan said, but you've got a hedge of protection around him. You won't let me. You won't let me touch him. And God said, you can touch him. You can attack him, but save his life. God put a limit on what Satan can do. And I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, Satan cannot go one step further than what God allows him in your life. The Lord has Satan on a leash. He'll only let him go so far, but he'll use that to greatly make and mold you. And you know, at, toward the end, after Job had went through all those things and Job's finally, his heart turned and he prayed, he prayed for those friends, those friends that said, you know, all this you're going through and you lost your family and your money and your house and all this. It's your fault, Job. It's your, you must have some sin in your life, Job. You're the problem, Job. It's your problem. What some miserable friends they are, huh? They certainly are miserable friends. But the Bible says that when Job turned his heart and he prayed for his friends, he prayed for those that were, were putting the blame on him, God changed his circumstances and gave Job twice as much as he had before. You see, it was, God, it was the heart that God cared about. God only let Satan go so far. And I dare say, I don't think any of us has lost as much as Job, where you lose your house, your cattle, your money, all your children, everything that you have, except your life. But yet God still blessed him in a mighty way. God still allowed Satan to test him. 
But I can tell you this, everybody saw Job's faith and how much he trusted God. You listen to me, everybody can see your faith and how much you trust God. You live out that verse, I'm persecuted but not forsaken, cast down but not destroyed. You will, you will not mature as a Christian if you only focus on the things that you can see. If you only focus on the things that you can see or the things that are happening to you, you will not mature as a Christian. You've got to realize how God works. And if you're a true servant of God, God's going to allow some tests, some trials, some hurts, some suffering in your life. And in some magical way that I can't hardly understand, when you, uh, when you react to it properly, it helps you grow as a Christian and it also shows people how great and mighty God truly is and how much you truly trust him and how magnificent and marvelous our Lord Jesus Christ truly is. And I think of it like this, ladies and gentlemen. If you put a, took a light bulb that was lit up and you stuck it inside of a, a clay jar and you put the lid on it, you, you couldn't tell much about it. You wouldn't say it's very bright. You wouldn't say there's much in there. But, you know, if you take a hammer and you crack that jar... All of a sudden, the light can shine through, and you go, man, there's something brilliant in there. And you've got to see your own life like that, ladies and gentlemen. God's trying to crack that clay jar so that the light of the Lord Jesus Christ can shine through, and others can see it, and others can see how magnificent God truly is in and of your life. Amen? In some way, it's an amazing way that God has chosen that the suffering of his servants brings glory to God. It most certainly does. Verse number 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 10. Always bearing about in the body the edifying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. What do he say? I'm bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ. The things that are happening to me, I'm being attacked. You see, it's not that they hate you. It's not that they hated the Apostle Paul. But listen to me. They hated what was in, they hated the Holy Spirit, they hated Jesus himself, and that's the real reason people hate you. It's not for you. They hate the Lord Jesus Christ because, listen to me, in some amazing way that you can't see with your physical eyes, when your light shines on a person's dark heart, when the Holy Spirit shines out of you and it shines on somebody's dark heart and it shows them what a true sinner they are, a lot of times they will turn on you. Why? Because you are showing them. The Bible says that men love darkness. And when the light shines on their heart, they don't like it and they're mad about it and they just might take it out on you. And that's why they hate the Lord Jesus Christ because Jesus is the light. Amen. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. And so when that light shines on their heart, they may very well get upset about it. But you have to know this. It's not you. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the Holy Spirit that resides within you. It is that light shining. And he's that's what he's talking about. Always bearing on the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Here he answers it in this verse. That the life of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Isn't that an amazing thing? That Jesus' life could be made manifest in our body through our hurt, through our suffering, through our pain, through our persecution, through our sorrow, through our heartaches, through our hurts. Somehow, Jesus is magnified and made manifest in our body through our hurts and pains and sufferings. Maybe you have an autoimmune disease that you'll never get rid of. Maybe you have cancer that's going to take your life. Maybe you have something that'll never go away. But that's okay, Jesus said, God said, 
Like he told the Apostle Paul, Paul asked three times, please take this thorn in the flesh. And God said, my grace is sufficient for thee. In some magnificent way, that thorn that he had in the flesh, just like this verse says, shown about the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. And maybe that's what God's allowing in your life. Maybe that's why God's allowing you to suffer. Maybe that's why God's allowing these things in your life. Not for you, not to attack you. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. At the end of the day, none of our names are going to matter. The only name that will matter is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The work that we do for him will ring out through all eternity. And I'm here to tell you we're on this planet such a short time. Make sure that you are taking advantage of the time that God God has given you. If you have breath in your body, God has something for you to do. Verse number 11. For we which live are always delivered unto death. For Jesus' sake. For that the life of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. He says, we which live are delivered unto death. For whose sake? For Jesus' sake. So that why? So that Jesus' flesh might be made manifest in our body. So that you, so that you can show the love of Christ to the world. When others are mean to you, when others are nasty to you, when others hate you, when others don't like you, you have the greatest chance and opportunity at that time to show the love of of Christ. And so that's the answer to why bad things happen to Christians. So that Christ may shine through them, through you, and through me. Why do bad things happen to good people? Well, the truth is, the short answer is, there are no good people. The Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. But if you wonder why these things happen, it's so that Jesus's can be made manifest in our mortal flesh so that others can see it in other words because i'm here to tell you when somebody's laying on their deathbed and they're dying there's no hope and they say you know what i trust god with this in some way he's going to get the glory out of it that is a powerful statement people do not deny and don't believe in something that they, they don't truly trust amen and others can see that verse number 12 so then death worketh in us but life in you, we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore was I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. Paul said death, and he's writing to the Corinthians, and he's talking about death. They're, they're out to kill me, but life in you. What life? Eternal life. The Lord Jesus is Christ's life. You see, Paul was being attacked a whole lot more than they were because of his faith, because of his evangelistic lifestyle. God had him going around starting and planting churches. Paul is the apostle to the Gentiles. And if you wonder what a Gentile is, if you're not a Jew, I don't care what you are, you're a Gentile. Red, yellow, black, white, doesn't matter. If you are not a Jew, and the Bible talks about a Gentile, we are, I am, a Gentile. And so Paul is the apostle to the Gentiles. He says that. But he also says here, we having this same spirit, as it is written. Where is it written? Well, it's, it's written in Psalms 116, verse number 10. And it says, I will take the cup of salvation and call upon 
the name of the Lord. I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Amen. As it is written. And I'm here to tell you, if it's written, it's the gospel. God's word, he said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall endure forever. Everything that we see, your nice home, your bank account, your house, your prestigious job, your job, everything you have will be gone, will be burned up. This whole world, the Bible says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall endure forever. Every jot and every tittle. A matter of fact, in the book of Psalms, God says, the Bible says, that God holds his word above his own name. That the Bible is more important than God's own name. That's how much value God puts on his word. It is very, very important to him. As it should be to us. If it's that important to God, that's how much emphasis we should put on it also. Reading it, studying it. And applying it. Amen. It gives you everything that we need to live the Christian life. And if you talk about an amazing novel, there's the most amazing stories in the Bible. I mean, it just it's a it's a thriller all the way through. Amen. And you can read Revelations if you ever get bored, and it'll you'll just blow your mind. And I don't fully understand Revelations, don't claim to. Uh, I believe David Jeremiah is probably one of the best ones on that one. And so going on, the Bible says in verse number 14, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus, God did, God Almighty. The power of God is something that we cannot even begin to understand where his words are so powerful that he spoke with his words are so powerful that he, he spoke heaven and earth into existence the moon the stars the sun and the sea everything that we see by his mere words and he could raise jesus from the dead and he can raise you from the dead and it says here the same power listen knowing that he which raised up the lord jesus shall raise up us also by jesus and present us with you the same power listen to me if you're saved if you're born again the same power that rose jesus from the grave now lives and resides within you a piece of the holy spirit now that is amazing to me that god loves us that much that he puts a piece of himself inside of a born again person i don't fully understand that but i fully believe it and i'm fully grateful and I'm fully thankful that God loves me enough to put a peace and the power of the Holy Spirit that, that resides within me, the same power that rose Jesus from the dead now resides in you if you're born again. And that's what he's saying here. He that raised up the Lord Jesus can raise you up too, and he's going to raise us up from the dead. When the trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and they that are with us, that are still alive, will be caught up with them. Amen. I look forward to that day. It can't come soon enough for me. I just want all my family to be saved. I want you to be saved. I want to be with you in heaven. I want to walk the streets of gold, put my hand on the wall of jasper, throw a rock in the sea of crystal. Amen. Look in, in the mansions. I mean, it's going to be a wonderful thing. Touch the gates of pearls. We walk through the pearly gates. It's going to be amazing. And I want you to be there. And there's not but one way to be there. And that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. When you realize you're a sinner in need of a savior, repent of your sins and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that, that what like this verse 
verse is talking about, that same power, that same thing that raised up Jesus as God, and God can raise you up on that day. Verse number 15, for all things are for your sakes. Now, hold on a second. That's hard to take right there. All things? You mean for all things are for your sake? That the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God? You mean the hurts and the pains and the suffering and the, and the heartache and the persecution and the put-downs and the run-overs and the cast-downs and all those things are for my sake? But the Bible says, for all things are for your sake, that the abundant grace might be through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. And I believe that's what this famous songwriter John Newton was talking about. God's grace, amazing grace, amen, that saved a wretch like me. What's a wretch? A wicked, nasty, foul, perverse person. That's what a wretch is. And he may even have this verse in mind that the abundant grace, the abundant grace might be through thanksgiving, many redound to the glory of God. In other words, all those things that happen, all those things that come your way, all those things that come down the road or come down the pipeline, they're for your sake so that the glory of God through the abundant grace of God may redound to the glory of God. Like I said, if you put a light bulb in a clay vessel, you won't see it till you crack it. But when you crack it and you hurt it and you maim it, all of a sudden you can see the light that resides within it. And I believe Christians are the same way. And that's what this verse is talking about. The more we're cracked, the more we're hurt, the more we're chipped, the more the light of the glorious gospel can shine through so the world can see. Hey, there's hope. There's hope to be found in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is hope. Amen. The verse 16, he says, For which cause we faint not, but through our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. The outward man perish. We get older. We get sick. We get crippled. We get run down. We get old and die. That old, that old man, we just grow old. But the Bible says that the, the man inside, or the new woman inside, can be renewed every day. How are you going to renew it? You're going to renew it by reading God's word. See, whatever you feed is going to grow. And when you feed the Holy Spirit in your life, when you feed it scripture, because that's what it wants, it will, your life will grow in the abundant grace of God. You will grow in your Christian faith. Amen. The outward man might be growing, might be perishing, might be getting old, might be getting decrepit. But the one that lives on the inside is getting stronger every day make sure you're feeding the right thing feeding that spirit feeding the spirit of god scripture because that's what it desires amen that's what it's talking about and it says for our light affliction which is but for a moment worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory light affliction you mean a knee replacement a hip replacement cancer hurts pain suffering all these things are light affliction according to the bible that's light affliction the bible says that there, it won't even compare to the glory to come. It won't even compare. Exceeding an eternal weight of glory. Those things are just things that you can point people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 
But if you're listening to me, and if you're not saved, if you've been in church all your life, I don't care if you're the piano player, the deacon, the preacher's son, whatever you are, if you have never been born again, I'm talking about you know that you know that you know that you have repented of your sins and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. You are on your way to hell. You'll bust hell wide open. You have got to get it right. You have got to know that you know that you know, like an old preacher would say, that you've repented of your sins, that you put your faith and trust in what? In what Jesus did on the cross that he died, that he buried, he rose again the third day. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. And you can put your faith and trust in him. Repent of your sins and believe on Jesus today. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352 897 3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.